0: All right, welcome to the Chaz Palminteri Show. It's Monday at 11 o'clock. You know what that means. We have a new show today. That's right. And before I tell you who's here today, don't forget, I'm doing my one-man show all over. If you haven't seen it, please come to see it. It was voted best show of the year in Las Vegas. And uh, it's a great show. It was a hit on Broadway. And uh, now we're doing it all over the country. Uh, where are we are going to be? Okay, April 1st. April Fool's Day. We're going to be in Atlantic City at the Ovation Hall Ocean Casino. Almost sold out. You better get your tickets now. Atlantic City, New Jersey, Ovation Hall at the Ocean Casino. April 23rd, Englewood, New Jersey at the Bergen Pack. April 23rd. What's this? Ah, September 4th. No, that's true. that's oh, I'm June. sorry, June 4th, I'm sorry. That, that's John, my, my producer, correcting me. At the Richfield Theater, the Richfield Playhouse in Richfield, Connecticut. Okay, June 11th, I will be at the Paramount in Huntington, New York. I love the Paramount, it's a great place, you got to go there. Okay, September 16th, Millville, uh, the Lavoie Theater, Millville, New Jersey. Okay, uh, what's this, September 22nd, Cincinnati, Ohio, at the Taft Theater. Check it out. And October 14th at the Akron. Is no, Akron, right? Ohio. Akron, Ohio. At the E.J. Thomas Hall. That's September 14th. And September 20th, I'll be in Reading, Pennsylvania. At the... Santander. What is that? Santander. It's a center Santa Bef- Santander performing, performing Arts Center. center. Yep. What's this? September 21st. I'm going to be at the Glenside in Glenside PA at the Keswick Theater. And November 5th, Deep Displains, Illinois. Displains Theater. Wow. I'm all over the place, folks. You gotta come and check out the show. And as you know, every Monday we got the podcast. And don't forget my childspomery.net. You can get all the merchandise. It's the saddest thing in life is wasted talent. This is the card. It's a great gift for you, for somebody young you want to inspire, or somebody old who wants to get off their ass or do something. So, I have you know me and my guests. I have an eclectic group of guests: Academy Award winners, Tony winners, Grammy winners, uh, professional fighters, Larry Holmes boxers. I love to have just different people on my show. I never had a casting director ever, and I teach a ca- and I teach a, sh- a class on how to audition, but I never had a casting director. So what did I say to myself? I said, okay, if I'm going to get a casting director, then I want the biggest casting director. I want the best casting director. I want some somebody who could really teach my actors and people in the business, not only the craft, but it's the, what to do, how to get a job. Because you have to see the casting director before you see anybody. She is the gateway to everybody. So I have somebody who... Ca- Actually, she cast Bronx Tale on Broadway. She cast many things, obviously, since then. She cast the tour. Uh, i like to introduce the one and only Mary Sugarman. Mary, how are you, Hi, Mary?
1: I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. Thank well, you. No, listen. I-, I
0: always said, you know, if I'm going to have a... Ca- People always said, Chaz, you know... Uh, every time I teach a course, they always go, "Should I do this? Should I do that?" And I go, "You know what? I'm going to have Mary Sugarman on the show. This way, you could hear from the person who does it." But before we get into that, Mary, tell us, did you you started out in the theater, right?
1: Yeah, I did. I, I was an actor when I was a little girl. I um, studied theater at Emerson College. I have a BFA in musical theater from there. Emerson, uh-huh. Grade school. Yeah, in Boston. Yep. Yes. Um, I did the tour of Les Mis pretty quickly after I got out of school. Um, After that, I went on the road with some other things and uh, that led me to Los Angeles. Um, And in Los Angeles is where I became a casting director. I was actually kind of feeling a little not happy as an actor and I was working, so that's like kind of a red flag that you should really like listen to when you're not happy and you're working, right? Um, and, uh, a friend of mine came to me and said, I know you're feeling a little at sea. They're looking for a casting assistant at the place that casts my show. He was the line producer, um, at Seinfeld. And, um, they were doing, it was a big casting company at the time, Lieberman Hirschfeld. They were doing a lot of TV. And, right. um, yeah, he's like, I think you should interview for this. And I never looked back. Like, I just... I never missed acting. I never. Wow, that's a blessing. Yeah. No, I know. I know. That's a blessing. I know, mm-hmm. but I felt like it was. Uh, sorry, yeah. the line producer of <clears throat> a different show. It was he was Lieberman Hirschfeld was casting Seinfeld at the time. He was working on a show uh, called Grace Under Fire with Brett Butler, starring yeah, Brett Butler, who was show. a big comedian at the time. Wow. Yeah, and. Um, Yeah, there was something so energetic and vibrant and creative about this casting office, and I was like, I think this is where I want to be, and I never looked back.
0: And you never looked back, wow. Now, I have to ask you, I want to jump ahead for a second. As a casting director, do you know what you're looking for? Do you sense, as soon as a person walks in the door, you go, ah, she could be the one, he could be the one. Do you feel that immediately, or you wait? until they start... I wait. You wait.
1: I do wait. I think that, um, you know, basically what happens is I'll have a concept meeting, right, with the creative people, with the writers and the producers and the directors Mm. who think they know what they want but don't always know what they want. Right. And a lot of times you're kind of waiting for an actor to come in and put something out there that's not necessarily on the page. I know if it's right physically... Because they've told me sort of what kind of a silhouette they're looking for, although it changes sometimes when a person comes in and they're not what anybody was expecting, but exciting. Um, And I, I, how do I want to put this? I try and reserve my judgment until the actor's done their work. Because most actors work really hard on their auditions. They make strong choices and... I don't wanna I, I I wanna I want somebody to let me finish before they pass judgment, so I try and, and make sure I do that with actors too. Now no, I could be
0: wrong, but I tell my students when I do when I teach a class in how to audition, I said, look, they wanna see your emotional equipment. They wanna see you make choices, yeah. not just be blah.
1: I mean, am I wrong by telling them that? No. Vagueness is the enemy. Like, I think that a lot of young actors are afraid to make choices that are too bold or specific yes, because they're worried that like, what if it's so specific and then it's wrong? But for me, if somebody makes a bold choice and it's truthful and it's smart, it might be wrong for what I'm looking for, but I'm going to work with them. I'm going to either ask them to make an adjustment or I'm going to go, not right for me, but I got to make sure to... Pass their name along to this exactly. casting director or that person. Exactly. Who, yeah, because good good acting is good acting. Good right?
0: acting is good yeah. acting, and a lot of times, Mary, sometimes the best actor doesn't get the part. Isn't that correct?
1: Yeah, it's it's. A, I'd like to say that that was wrong, but a lot of times the act the best actor doesn't get it, the
0: part. It, it's it's the best actor with the right amount of talent.
1: Yeah, and tick in a lot of different boxes. You know, there are other people that they have to work with. The look has to be right. right with right. musicals, the the voices ha- have to blend in a certain way. Um, yeah, it's not always about just the best act.
0: Yes. You know <laughs> what's amazing? And I... and I Obviously, it was my first musical when we did Bronx Tale. As, and, and I've been... You know, I, as a director, I kissed plays and worked with people, but... I'd never been involved in casting a musical. It, it is amazing how many people, to find somebody who could sing really well and yeah. act really well. I never, I figured, no, oh, there's a lot of people who could sing and act. No, you get somebody who sings great and then all of a sudden the acting, you go, oh. yeah, And then somebody who acts great and the singing is,
1: oh. Yeah. I mean, that's got to kiss a lot of frogs. I mean, here's the thing. You can't. It's not something that you can teach in the room. You can certainly help a person to get better. um, But they're very specific talents. And when it meets and they become amazing storytellers through the acting and the singing through the words and the, then it's magic, right? What about when you want them to sing and dance and act? That's a nightmare. Like that, that's, that's gotta be that's nightmare. really hard. That's really hard. Yeah, I
0: remember, you know, uh uh Sergio who was brilliant, obviously Tony yeah. Winner. Uh Sergio who was a choreographer of Vasho, he said to find somebody who could sing great, dance great, and act great,
1: forget it. Oh yeah. There's not
0: many Gregory Hines is running around. No. You know what I mean? And there's-, there's
1: a lot of compromising that's done, right? But you can't compromise the storytelling and you can't compromise the the soul and the heart of what makes the show worthy of of producing, right? So wow. you just keep looking.
0: Now, do you feel uh, you know, do you feel when someone comes in and they really make I just want to make sure they make bold choices, but they're not right for the role. you still you would still recommend them to somebody else if they were great.
1: Oh my God, are you kidding? You would do that. Yeah. I don't, I want to be the person that, I don't want to keep showing the same people. I want to meet people who are great and make discoveries. And, you know, I work in an office where, you know, we have, Broadway shows right now. We do a lot of regional theater. We do some film and television. So of course, I'm going to go back and say, hey, I saw this girl today for a Bronx Tale. She's not really right for me. Peter, you should look at her for six. Felicia, you should look at him for Aladdin. You know, of course, we we can't populate all of our shows without spreading the word. So you recommend
0: actors should audition for everything.
1: I recommend you being able to show well.
0: That's a very good point. You
1: know, in, in listen, if you're interested in auditioning point. for the national tour of company, which is or Ain't Too Proud, which is what I'm working on right now, and you want to figure out a way to get in front of us, maybe you don't have an agent, maybe you're going to come in for Phantom of the Opera. It's not necessarily your Melu, but you do the best you can with your legit vocals and then maybe you stick a post-it on your resume and you say hey thanks for seeing me today i'd really love to be considered for company you know you kind of got to be in it to win it if you don't show up if you don't advocate for yourself absolutely then it's not going to happen i
0: always say that i mean look obviously we're going to talk about your book it's okay your book (laughs) but yes please uh, your your book now i am in fact you'll see it up here somewhere I studied with Michael Sherliff in the 70s. The Bible. The Bible. Yeah. How to audition Michael Sherliff, the book. I read your book, and I was astounded by it. I mean, I think your book is like Michael Sherliff, what he was to the 70s, you are (sighs) to now.
1: Oh, my God. From your mouth to God's ears. I hope you're right. No,
0: I mean, I think every actor or even a director or a writer or producer should get your book because... Michael Sherloff talks about the craft a lot, and you do too. But you mostly talk about the business, yeah, the craft of the business. And I think that's, I think that was so incredible. Uh, and I learned, I learned. You know, some I, look. I've been in the business forty years, and and when I was reading that, I said, well, I never, I never, I never thought about that. You know, and, and what you just said, you know, audition for everything, but. Make sure you show yourself well.
1: Yeah. If it's something that's really, like, I don't want my time wasted. Do you know what I mean? Right. And I don't want your time wasted. Right. And there's no point in coming in and being a fish out of water. Right. You know, because we're not just talking about creating a character or making a choice that maybe is a little off the beaten path. We are talking about coming in and singing, right? So. Yeah. You got to sing. Yeah, you do.
0: I mean, isn't is it astounding how many people you meet? You say, well, could you sing? Absolutely, I could yeah. sing. And then they come in, they can't sing. Yeah. You know, I was on, a, Well, a, and again, a, a quick story. I was, I was doing a movie with a bunch of actors, and I won't tell you who they were, because they were all famous, and the four of us were together. I know it sounds mean, and I know I'm going to hate myself for saying this, but I said to them one day, we were all laughing, the four of us, and they were all... Famous guys. And I said, an actor will never say the word no. Never. And they said, what do you mean, Chaz? I said, watch. There was a group of extras over there. And I called one guy over. I said, hey, come here for a second. I I, I I hate myself for doing this, but I have to tell you. And I said to him, I said, listen, we're all doing a movie. And the guy was like looking at us, the four of us. And he said, of course. He goes, yeah. I go, we think you might be right for this other movie we're doing. He goes, you think I might be right? I go, yeah. I said, but uh, do you know how to ride a horse? He goes, I've written before. I've been on horses. Oh, I, I said, okay, great. It, it also calls for a motorcycle. Could you ride a motorcycle? I have. I could do it. And I said, uh, the last thing is I said, you got to jump out of a plane. Do, could God. you think you could take a three-day course on jumping out of a plane? He goes, you know what? It's funny you said that. I've always wanted to do that. Of course I could do that. I said, thank you very much. And he went back and I went, I rest my case. He never That's said the so word. so
1: mean. <laughs>
0: it was mean. I was very young at the time. I was 30 years ago. I was just starting out. It was mean. But I had to, to I had to play a little bit. how had to prove a point. Yeah. Anyway, I, what do you feel? Like some actors, I, I, and they always ask me this. They said, when I walk into a room when I meet a casting director, some of them want to be your friend right away. Hey, we have a friend in common. Yeah. Hey, I love that picture you have there. Or do you like somebody who's all business and just is high and does their job? Do you mind if they want to be your friend too fast?
1: I want to get to the work. I'm going to create as warm a room as possible, I promise, so that you can do your best work. Right. But I got a job to do, and too much kibitzing for me feels like... An excuse for not getting to the work fast enough—like something's going on there where they're not quite ready yet, or they're trying to stay in the room a little bit longer. Or now, listen—if you are going to come in and say, "Hey, we have a mutual friend," and so and so, he said to say hello. I was an actor, so I get that, but I think that there's an upside to getting in and getting out.
0: Getting in, getting out—I believe—and I, I, I always tell my actors: never walk in and say we have a mutual friend because. She or he <laughs> might hate that friend, right? Yeah, right. That's and I true did too. that. I said that to somebody once, and they went, "Oh, yeah, yeah, I know." That yeah. went, "Oh, big mistake that was."
1: But I will say, like, you gotta be pe- be pretty drunk with your own power to let something like that stand in the way of you being able to see what an actor brings to the table clearly. I'm not gonna cut my own nose off to spite my right. face I- just because somebody like said something that got my backup about something. Yeah. I, I'm there's I got a job to do. You got, you got a job to yeah. do. I, I do you feel like
0: does the personality of the person matter to you? Like maybe a person rubs you the wrong way but they're really good in the role. How do you feel about that?
1: It depends. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, we all know that the audition process is flawed. It has to be, it's kind of flawed because we're human beings, right? Everybody's right. seeing things through different eyes. I might feel differently tomorrow about you doing the exact same thing as you do today. Right. Um, but I, I, wait, what was the question again? No,
0: the, the question <laughs> was if you don't like, if the person just rubs you the wrong way. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, it was, so it's, it's not about just, me. It's just
0: something about Not about they... me. Yeah.
1: But I will say that there are certain people who I don't need to be their friend, but if I feel like somebody's like just sucking all the life out of the room, I'm going to think about my creative team and go, this director is not going to be okay with that. You know? Now, it's not necessarily my job to make that decision. So, if I think somebody's really right for the role, I'm going to bring them back and let them make that decision. But when somebody says to me, what do you think, I'm going to say what I think.
0: You're going to say what you
1: think. I am. I am, yeah. Because I don't want you, Uh. as the director, to call me two days into rehearsal and be like, hey, what the fuck were we... Oh, shoot. You can curse. What were we thinking? Yeah. Like, this person is not ready. And some people are great auditioners, and then not so much in rehearsal, some people are terrible auditioners, but somehow they get into something and they're like, "Oh my god, they're so brilliant." Yes. Right?
0: Most people can't audition. They just get nervous. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's a, it's it is I'm very much an empath when it comes to actors because even you though I haven't it. done it, I was, yes. but the one thing that I remember like it was yesterday is what it feels like and how vulnerable you are when yes. you walk into that room and you find access to like this huge emotional life that is personal. It's personal and it's really hard to put it out there. But mm. until somebody finds a better way, right, this is the way we have to do it.
0: Wow. When, I mean, how, how do, what could an actor do? He's home. He's waiting for the phone to ring. Yeah. He, okay. This is even better. You went to Emerson. These my my daughter obviously goes to uh, University of Michigan and she's in chorus line right now. I know. And um, when when it, when it, when you graduate, okay, you graduated University of Michigan, you graduated Emerson, you graduated Carnegie Mellon. You you gotta go either New York or L A. Wouldn't you say?
1: If that's what's right for you in this moment, yeah, there's a lot of great work being done in Atlanta. There's a lot of great work being done in Minneapolis. It kind of depends on what you envision for yourself. A lot of people can't afford to go right to New York or to LA or, you know. That's a very good point. um, I would say that the most important thing is to kind of stay on your own path and set yourself up so that you can actually thrive. Maybe it's going to happen for you a year later. You get to go to New York or LA with $30,000 $30,000 in the bank that you didn't have before. Or, you know, there's a lot of different reasons why people make that decision. But I will say, yes, you know, the the centers of film and television and theater are New York and L.A. But yeah. do, you,
0: do you have to feel, Mary, that I, I'm a theater actor, I'm a film actor or just audition for everything?
1: Yeah, that, that line is not a thing anymore. It's not. Good acting is good acting. And there are a lot of theater people who cross over to film and television, and a lot of, you know, film and, and TV people who come to do theater or do it regionally, who do little shows downtown, you know, who, yeah, yeah. Here, here's a point here's a, uh, I, I knew some actors who
0: had leads, well, a lead in a Broadway show, like one of the leads. And then they ask me, and then they get offered to do, like a a tour, of a road company, and they say, no, no, I I did Broadway. I want to just, what do you say to them? You think that's a wise thing to do, or just work? Well, how do you feel about that? They feel it's a step down. Yeah. Do you
1: do you look at that in any way and hold something against them? I don't hold it against them. I I, I think you gotta like do you, I really do. You know, I think a lot of it depends on how old you are, what your responsibilities are at home. But I, I I hear what you're saying and it's not that it's a step down. It's that if you have like, if you have momentum, um, going out on the road is kind of isolating, right? Yeah, Yeah. That's the, that's the bigger issue. You're not in front of people's faces anymore. You're not, although, that's ah, changed a that's lot. That's a good
0: point. Well, with, with YouTube and all this other stuff. Right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Wait. when I was. Wait a minute. Let me just shut that. Okay, sorry.
1: I mean, when shut I was that. when yeah. I was on the road, when I was on the road, there were no cell phones. My agent was not thinking about me. I had a contract to fulfill, and when I got back, I started all over again. Ah. But I got to tell you, you know, I did some. You know, I did *Lay Mis, *I Did*. They were, they were shows that started to sort of catapult me to a different thing, but I still like went right back to waiting tables. I didn't know when the next job was coming, and I didn't know if it was coming. Uh, you know, that's kind of the life of an actor.
0: Right. Um, yes. just you, is. I remember Michael Sherloff. I remember Lee Strasberg when I studied with him in the 70s. They said, both of them said it in different terms, but if you want to be an actor, you you got to starve. Yeah. yeah, you gotta because I was going out on the road. I was in a band at the time, making money—not a lot of money, but making a good living. Yeah, yeah. And then they finally they told me, "Hey, if you want to be serious about this, you gotta like stay here and work on your craft." And that's when I quit the music, and I started working. That's the craft. thing of it,
1: really, is that you gotta commit to it. You gotta commit and to it. Most people kind of don't realize what a marathon it is. Definitely not a sprint.
0: So Mary, the Broadway musical. Okay, you cast the Broadway musical.
1: And I mean, a Bronx Tale. A Bronx Tale. Yes. that's right, a
0: Bronx Tale. I mean, did you find that difficult when you, when you got when you got that assignment? Did... scary as fuck. Oh no,
1: no it's okay. Uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, it was you. It was Robert De Niro. It was Jerry Zucks, It was Alan Menken. It was sort of like Ugh. Glenn Slater. Yeah. 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 yeah, Sergio Trujillo. What the wow.
0: hell? Wow! Like, it was like a lot of great people. Yeah. So you really very wanted privileged. to be you wanted to be really right with it. You wanted it to be right. I mean, uh, well, the great thing about it was Jerry Zachs, who and and Bob De Niro they co directed it, and uh, it, 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 they they both complimented each other because Bob was very detail oriented. He wanted certain things. He wanted the collars. He wanted everybody to look a certain way. Yeah, he and, was and, and, all about the authenticity. Authenticity. And the, yeah. He didn't want wise guys dancing, singing, and yeah. and Sergio. <laughs> I don't know how he did it. I don't know how Sergio did this, but he made these wise guys dance, but look like that's the dance they do. Yeah, yeah. It, it was phenomenal. It's. I, I don't know how he did that. I,
1: yeah, I mean, he's amazing, but right. it's like in a musical, you want it to be, you want the dancing and the singing to be just an extension of right. the words, of right. the acting. And and the
0: amazing thing about Jerry's acts is Jerry, uh, I've done things, obviously, Jerry directed the one-man show on Broadway in 208, yep. and Jerry knows funny. Oh, yeah. Jerry knows funny. He yeah. really does. Yeah, he, and he
1: gets on with it. Gets, you know what I mean? It's like. And he, he loves says, it.
0: He says, he, he laughs. And he, I know, I know. But I know. he knows funny. And, and I, I would, you know, one thing about him, man, he, he just knows funny, you know. He'll say, hold that a little longer. Don't speak so much. Don't speak fast right away. If you hold that, the laughs will come. And, you know, you hold it and, wow, you know, he's right. The laughs do come.
1: Yeah, that's just as legit as, you know, finding your motivation and, yes. and all of that.
0: And Jerry's the one who said to me, if they're laughing, don't talk you are laughing? Don't talk. Yeah. And, uh, hold. 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 Yeah. Don't yeah. talk. There's a lot of merit in that. Uh, yeah, there, there really is. And I mean, what a. And Tommy Mottola producing. I mean, come on. And I have to say, you know, I've always said this and I'll say it again and again. Bob De Niro, wasn't for him, a Bronx tale, uh, the movie, saw me do it, gave me my shot, and I love Bob and I. I, I thank him every day for that. Yeah, yeah. That 34 years ago saw me, and believed in me, and made the movie happen. And I and I've said this again and again. When the time came to do the musical, Tommy Mottola is the one who said we're going to make this happy happen. He went to Michael David. He went to Lauren Mitchell, and he said we're going to make this happen. Tommy put his own money in, yeah. and the first money is always the hardest. No doubt. Tommy put his own money in, and Tommy took the took it on his shoulders. And made that musical happen. So, uh, uh, for me, I mean, it's the, you know, you know what, Mary, I never told you this. It's the only time, it's the only time in history that the one-man show, the movie, and the musical was written by the same guy, and the, and the guy starred in all three.
1: <gasps> Is that true? That's true. That's true. And you did star in it, didn't you? I did, I did.
0: Well, Nick Cordero, who was... Wow that you know. Cordero was—he opened it because I really didn't want to play. In the very beginning, I might have wanted to. We talked about it. I wanted to, but then I started to look at it, and I went, you know what? And it was really—and it was really uh, Sergio. I remember saying to me, you know, Chazzy, and he said you might want to look and think about that. And I remember Sergio saying that, and Jerry saying that. And then I, you know, I, you know, I put my ego aside, and I went, hey, look, Chaz, you're starring in movies. What do you? And I said, you know what? It needs to have a, a a younger man and someone who could really, really sing. I sing, but Nick Cordero can really, really sing. I and mean,
1: you remember when Nick came in? And, and Nick we came were all in. All just kind of like there and he, he is. That's Sunny.
0: That's Sunny. That's, Sonny. that's yeah. Sonny. I remember Tommy said, "You got to go see this guy," and I went to go see him in, Bull- in Bullets.
1: Yeah, he was starring in. Starring we in Bullets, that when as he as got well. nominated
0: for a Tony. Yep. And Bullets I sw- over Broadway. Bullets over Broadway, which again I got nominated. I for, an, for an Oscar. <laughs> yeah in the movie so he's playing my part again he said "Chaz, you know i just did a gangster. i don't know if i want to do it. i said he goes what about lorenzo i said listen to me listen to me carefully now i did not even know him but you know how forceful i could be i said you have to play Sonny. Sonny's the role for you it's not like an automatic trust me on this which i thought he should have been nominated for another tony thank you very much i said no doubt The I said Sonny's the role, and then he played it, and obviously he was so brilliant in it. But you know, I thought Alan Menken and Glenn should. But I thought the score was amazing, amazing. Yeah. And I, I, you know what? But I guess sometimes you know people look at things like that and they put it to the side.
1: Well, the audience didn't put it to the side.
0: Listen, we ran for two years.
1: That's what I'm saying. We ran and we beat a a lot of shows
0: that's right, And, and and the. And the one man show was still going strong every 34 years. The road company is still going strong. So you know what? Yeah. Bronx tale is and, and you know, and I remember, like you said, when Nick came in, I went, that's there he sunny. Is. That's sunny. And what about when Richard Blake came in for Lorenzo? Easy. Easy. Done. He walked in, you said, no, no. I remember you telling me, no, no. I know him from Jersey boys. You, you That's gonna, right. You said that to me. You said you're gonna, and he walked in, and I remember I was, I was sitting there and Richard sang the song.
1: By the way, not not a not intimidating room. Like, no. Oh, God, I know.
0: Yeah, me and Robert De Niro and Jerry Sachs yeah, and Sergio. Yeah. I would and,
1: literally go outside and be like, this is who's in there. So wrap your head around that, take a deep breath. Like, that was scary. Oh, you actually told them that? I did. I, you think I'm gonna let actors walk <laughs> into a room? And yeah, of course I told them.
0: Wow. Well, yeah, that was and uh, uh, what what do you call it? Lucia? Lucia was yes, so brilliant yes. as as Rosina. Yeah, and I mean everybody was, and of course Bobby Conte, Bobby Conte, who who ended up getting Cologio and um, and that little kid, which I knew he was going to have a great career. Yeah. Um,
1: um, Hudson, uh, Hudson. 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 Lovero, Hudson. Lovero, Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, he's working How all the time. How great was that kid? I mean, you know what guy, he works with him, but what got me about him was he was so smart. I would talk to him, and he would talk to me about world events. He would say, yeah, well, you know, if China's doing this, thing, I'm like, what's going on here yeah. with this kid?
1: But he was also, like, a true baseball fan, and a he was baseball also fan like, that's be, right. But about being a baseball player, a real baseball fan. Well, what's interesting is, you want to tell your story about his audition?
0: Yeah, well, okay,
1: well, I... I'll maybe it'll to, make
0: it in, maybe it won't. Maybe it, it'll make it in. I have a reputation as an acting teacher. Now, let's take this the right way. I, I, I have been known to smack actors. I always ask for permission first. They can't get to a certain part or point in emotion. So I said, if I do something to you, I, would you be okay with it? And they said, I said, are you sure it's okay? And I go, yeah. All right, and I say the lines, bam, and
1: I'll smack them. Okay, this kid was eight. I didn't smack him hard. Do you remember why you were reading with him though? Well, because, in the first place? Well, because Bob wanted to see it, right? We wanted to see it because everybody we, we had already cast Nick. Right. And we were worried that he was going to seem too little in front with with Nick that it was going to seem right. too much or abusive in some way or right. Right. and you said, "I'll get up and read with him. I'm as tall as Nick." Yes. Because yes. Nick wasn't in the room at the time. That's So correct. we were like, oh, we'll be able to sort of see. That's right. what happened.
0: That's what happened. And then I remember, he, he couldn't get to that emotional part. The working man's a sucker. And I went, I said, is it okay if I, if I just do something again? And he looked at me and said, sure, okay, Mr. Pompter.
1: I said, all right. And then he started Slapped acting. him across the face. I slapped him. But it was light. It was light. It was a little tap. It was a tap. And I remember the producers, Lauren... <laughs> Lauren Oh, yeah, was, yeah. And Michael David went, Jesus Christ, Chaz! Had to go out and tell the parents. But Hudson, but the, Hudson reacted like, in the moment. Right. Right? He yes. didn't have a problem with it at all.
0: At all. Oh, what a trooper he was. I mean, so, but amazing. look, I, I believe you got to get that actor to the point. Make him, see if he could do it. I mean, uh, you know, in the movie, I was slapping everybody, you yeah. know, get him to the point. But, uh, but yeah. I mean, you're right. I I don't I didn't realize that you went out in the lobby and you told
1: the people who was about they were about to see. Yeah, I mean most people knew because we we told the agents, so most people knew anyway. Right. But like that was that was an experience that I had because if you recall, we also did the final callbacks at a theater That's on right. the stage instead of like in a room. We did f- we did a couple at the Dodgers um, right. studio, but we did one. A big one where we had our final callbacks at, um, where was that theater? On Theater Row? Yeah. It was on Theater Row, yeah. I remember. Oh, 42nd Street, I forgot
0: the name of the theater. Yeah. You know what? I, I It's amazing. I mean, we had such a great cast, Bobby Conte, who obviously went to do Company. And where is he do, What is he going to be doing now? He's doing something else. He's awesome. actually
1: going to go play Cousin Kevin in the Who's Tommy uh, at the Goodman what a career um, he has yeah he's doing great i've
0: seen his solo show was great i've seen richard blake's solo show was great yeah uh I, i've seen what great actors came out of that bronx tale
1: no doubt and no they're doubt. working
0: all the time a, a great dance team
1: and a family
0: a family and they all said to me i've been in other broadway shows before and after and none was ever like this yeah. because i would take every i used to love to take everybody out to eat and i had everybody over yeah. the house and
1: a lot of fun it's really fun. It, it was
0: really a lot of fun, I mean, uh, uh, I, I, I have to ask you what I remember somebody asking me this question. I said, you know what? When I have Mary, Mary on the show, I'm going to ask her if an actor is in the third year or second year of Michigan or um, Carnegie Mellon, and they audition for a part, and it's okay, it's on Broadway, and they get it, or they auditioned for a part on the road of Les, Les Mis, and they get it, like a, like a big part. And they get it. They're actually that good to yeah, get yeah. it. Should they? Some people say they should not leave school. Other people say, "You got the opportunity to go, you go now." Well, what do you? How do you feel about that? Go, do the job. Do the job, absolutely.
1: Do the job. You got more to learn. You can go back to school. Right. Maybe you don't have the actual degree from your four-year college, but, right. y- you know, I'm not knocking schools. I, I think no. it's really important to study, but um, if an opportunity like that arises, I think you got to go. You got to go because great actors sometimes never get to Broadway. Yeah. And, and you know what?
0: I, here's how I look at it. Somebody asked me that question once, and I said, look, here's the deal. Would you take it two years from now after you graduate? Yes. Well, then take it now.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I agree with that.
0: I, I have to ask, because you cast Bronx Tale, so I have to ask you. Now, that was unusual, because Bob, I mean, obviously it was Bob's idea, yeah. Bob didn't want any actors. He, in fact, any, if, if they were an actor that was known, Bob didn't you want You need them. to
1: tell your people what Bob you're talking about? Oh, or? I'm
0: sorry, Bob De Niro. Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro, and he, so he said to you, but how did, you, how did you feel about that when he first told you guys that?
1: I mean, you, how I felt about it was sweet, Mary, Mother of God, let some voice come out when I'm actually <laughs> talking to him. Um, I I wanted to serve him. I wanted yeah. to give him what he wanted. But I also knew that he it was, was what- going to be involved in the audition process. He would soon come to see... What was needed, you know, it's, it's, um, it's just different. And, and he was incredibly collaborative as were you. Do you know what I mean? I, I felt like, like good actors do when you don't know something, you sit back you learn about it. Right. And then you come back and you say, Yeah, now that I know how this works, this is how I want it done. Right. And then it's valid. And you both were very smart. And Tommy, too. Like, yeah, yeah. it was kind of a new right. world for everybody, right?
0: Right. I mean, we, it was, uh, I mean, well, like when we cast the movie, we had nobody. Yeah, yeah. That was there. But when we cast the, the musical, we had to have some train actors because there was dancing and singing. Yeah, and yeah. acting. And acting, right. I mean, Jerry Sachs told me once, Jerry, who obviously co-directed the musical with Bob, I, I said to Jerry once, I go, Jerry, if it's between an actor being a great singer or a great actor, who would you take? He said, I would take the great actor.
1: No doubt. You no feel doubt. that way too? Absolutely. Like if a person is a better actor than singer, you go with the acting. You do because you know that you have a music director who's going to make them look good. There's right. got to be something there to work with. You know, I'm sorry. It, 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 All due respect, That the score of A Bronx Tale yeah. is one of my favorite scores ever. Yeah. But there are things that you can do with that music to help a person along to tell the story in a fantastic way. Right. Not as easy to do with Les Miserables or Phantom or right. a show that has no book scenes and is fully sung through, yes. right? yeah. Then it's a different ask.
0: So when you cast something like La M- Les Mis, I mean... You better bring the you better bring the yeah. shit to the table. Otherwise, yeah. no
1: there, doubt. there's no no doubt. And for me, Les Mis is so personal because I was in it, so it's a big full circle for me yeah. to cast it. You know, and I have, you know, I feel very protective over it.
0: Right. And and I know I I, I, I want to digress for a second because I know I jumped away from. So you 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 recommend actors who graduated school to find their own path and. And I'm glad you said that. Maybe they can't afford to live in New York right away. Maybe they can't afford to. So the worst thing, it's not the worst thing if they could stay where they are and just get up some money and, uh, you know, and and try to get in some local productions and just.
1: Absolutely. Look, you know, you got to do what you got to do. If it's your dream, then it'll be there tomorrow or next week or next year. It will be. You know, but you got to set yourself up to succeed. And I think a lot of kids graduate school and go to LA and go to New York long before they're ready. And mm. then they're kind of shit out of luck. Um, you know, just because somebody's going to thrive right away. And I also think that. Social media makes this challenging, and the college showcasing makes this challenging because it all becomes so competitive, and somebody's always around to tell you there's only one way to do it, and if you don't do it this way, it's not going to happen, and that's just bullshit. It's just not true.
0: It's not true. Wow. Well,
1: do you go to the college showcases? I do. Yeah. I do. I do. Yeah, Everybody I, in my office goes. You all, you all go. Yeah, I mean, we don't all go to every single one. We tend no, to course. like divide them up. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, I
0: remember when I first, when we, when we first did uh, Bronx Tale with Bobby Conte. Um,
1: Bobby's uh, about to do uh, the Who's Tommy. Yeah. For me at um, the Goodman Theater, He's oh, play Cousin Kevin.
0: There's a classic thing of Bobby Conte, who auditioned for the Paper Mill when we were doing it. You know, before we went to Broadway, and he wasn't ready. And he worked really hard, and he came back in a year when we went to Broadway and got the part. That's right. It's a perfect example of... What what do you say to actors that tell me, Chaz, I've been on 40 auditions, I haven't gotten anything yet. I mean, how does that... Does that that happen sometimes? You can go on 20, 30 auditions and not happen?
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not going to lie. I think if you've been on 20, 30 auditions and you're not booking and you're not getting any callbacks... You gotta maybe take a look at what you're doing. You know, you're kind of the common denominator there, so maybe you're, you could be doing something better or differently. Maybe or, you're not doing
0: good auditions or something. Yeah, yeah, but you should yeah. be getting some callbacks, right?
1: I think so, but it's also look, you know, there's a culture right now that is, um, how do how do I want to say oh, this? I guess you just gotta say yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I I just think that. I think that actors tend to be very myopic, right. right? About about what it is that they want, and in particular how they see themselves. And you know, I think it's really important to be open to what a second and a third and a fourth pair of eyes has to say when they see you. Yeah, because when that happens, actors go like. Oh, that's not what I'm trying to get across at all. And it's like, well, that's how you're coming off. And three people have now told you that, so you need to look at this, go to class, get some coaching. You know, talk to some people that you trust, change things up a little. You know what they say? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Different results, right? But I think that. Yeah. I think that there are a lot of people working on Broadway right now who aren't the most talented, but they worked harder.
0: They just worked harder. Yeah. I want to talk to you about your your book, obviously. Tell us us about the book. You decided one day, you know what? I think I'm going to write a book.
1: You know what? Um, A couple of years ago, right before the pandemic, a friend of mine were sitting and talking, and I was talking about things that, I was seeing in auditions that I knew actors, you know, there's so little that an actor can control. But I was like, but there's stuff that they can control that they don't know that they can control. And my writing partner, Tracy Moss, said, you should write that down and tell them. Like, that's valuable information. And then I started to think about how little I knew about the rooms that I was walking into when I was auditioning. And um, yeah, and it kind of turned into a book. And a lot of it has to do with the business of the business and how to advocate for yourself and what's appropriate and what's not, in my opinion and my experience. Um, Yeah.
0: Like I always tell the actors when you go into an audition, props, forget it. Food, Disaster. 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 You hear that, actors? Props, disaster. Food,
1: disaster. You never need a prop, ever. Ever. Yeah. Not in an audition. Phones, cigarettes, things like no. all. No. Umbrellas zip on the umbrellas. <laughs> like, if I told you how many actors I've seen, like, walk in and right. open an umbrella, and I'm like, and scene. We got a problem here. Because, <laughs> because... Listen, less is more, right? Less is more in your choice-making, in your... You cannot show your entire bag of tricks in two minutes in the room. Right. So make a choice, tell the truth of it, and get out. And you don't need... Listen, if you want to, like, if you want to pick up your phone and, like, oh, shit, put it back in your pocket, the problem with the props is that it's a bit, right? There's got to be a beginning, middle, and end to the bit. And it's like, do you really need that? You know, it, it, it... if, right. if you if you can if you don't need it, yeah, shave it off. Do not do it. Right, do not do it. You know,
0: uh, yeah. I, another question I wanted to ask you: If an actor flubs a line, but they're really good,
1: does that bother you? Don't care. Nobody cares about that. Nobody cares. Sorry. You hear that? Nobody cares. See, nobody, nobody cares. cares. This is coming from the top right here.
0: <laughs> don't worry if you flub a line. If you're doing a musical and you're a great
1: singer, but you happen to be hitting an off note, does, does anybody care about that? No, that's what rehearsals for. Like nobody, this is an audition. I just want to see how you breathe the air of the play, what your choice is about it, depending on how much you know about it or or not. You got to make some strong choices and tell a truthful story that's going to move people. You know. Do you find most people who come into audition for you are nervous?
0: Yeah most of, them. of course would you like, tell somebody go back uh, you know do it again go out and take a break and come back in again do you ever say that?
1: It depends sometimes, but usually once they've done it once and their nerves have I'm yeah. giving you a little shimmy here once they've done it once and and then their nerves have been kind of shook off right because no matter what kind of adjustments you give or how beautifully an actor takes them, not to take anything away from how hard it is to do that, It's always better the second time. Always. So you know what? Your audition should be the second time. I don't care if that means you're singing at the top of your lungs, walking up 8th Avenue. You got to know what you got. Rent a room for five minutes before you go in. Sing at the top of your lungs. Go through your lines. Do your, like, let the audition be your second time. But that said, I also think that you have to have some kind of a practice that you do for you that kind of quells your fears a little bit. Yes. Maybe it's meditation, maybe it's praying, maybe it's physical, something yes. that you do. I, I um, teach the thing
0: with the white light, having the white yeah. light. You know.
1: I like a beta blocker. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, what is it? so tell us,
0: I just want to, because this book, when I was reading it, uh, what are some of your favorite parts of the book Or you find that people really love about it?
1: Um, you know, I think what's ringing true with people is how to actually nurture relationships in the business mm. that then move you further along because you're at the forefront of people's minds. Um, I think that people are making way too much out of this new kind of self-tape situation, which P.S. isn't so new. Yeah, um, You know, that's something that is uh, the topic of great debate um, whether, you know, some actors love it, some actors don't, I sort of demystify the hierarchy of casting, who does what at networks and studios, how it differs between theater, film, and television, what everybody's actual jobs are, the kind of research. Don't you think you're going to come into a room with more confidence if if you have even a little bit of knowledge about the work and the backgrounds of the people who are behind the table. Um, you know, getting a leg up, knowledge is power, right? Getting, yes. getting a leg up on any bit of information that can help you. But again, it's hard to do that kind of work. We all have day jobs, we're all busy, we're all right. tired. You know, it's about how much you want to put into it. I, I had a situation... Um, and I'll make this really short. No, no, we're but dead. I had a situation. I was at a school once, and I did a master class there at a college, and a young man came up to me and said, "A young man." I'm like, "I'm my grandmother's so now," yeah. um, and said, "My dream is to be in Jersey Boys," and I said, "Okay, I'm glad you told me that." He just graduated college. He just he was about to graduate. Wow. He said, "I'm coming to New York." This was in Boston. He said, I'm coming to New York and my dream is to be in Jersey Boys. And Jersey Boys was kind of at the height. We were, we, were, we were probably like six years in on Broadway. Jersey Boys was on Broadway for 10 years. There were two tours out. We had just cast Australia and Africa and New Zealand. Like, you know, it was like at the height. Right. And I went home and I thought, I'm going to send this guy the Nick material.
0: Now, was he good? You, you, you heard? You, did he...
1: he was good, but he was super green. green. And not necessarily ready yet. Um, and a year and a half, I sent him the material. And a year and a half later, I called him in. And he came in, and he didn't know his material. And I was like, dude, I don't know even how to direct you because you don't know your material. And I was like, how is this even possible? You told me this was your dream. I, he said, yeah, you know, I work in a bar. I was up until 4 a.m. I was <sighs> like, you're 20. You'll sleep when you're dead. You get home, you take a shower, wow. you put on a pot of coffee, and you do your work. But more significantly, if somebody said to me, here's the material for Jersey Boys. You never know when I might call you in. I'd be looking at that shit once a week. Like, how is, how, you know. And so he didn't he, get it? No, he didn't get it.
0: That is amazing, and I'm really glad you told that story because I always tell people you got to do the work before the opportunity comes.
1: Well, but he had the opportunity. That's
0: what I'm saying. He didn't do the work. That's right. What is luck? Luck is when perspiration meets inspiration. I no always doubt. say it.
1: No doubt. I mean, he
0: didn't do it. So he has, uh,
1: uh, that's just And you know what? I really thought to myself, like can I really afford to turn somebody away who's super talented? This is a hard show to cast. I bet I could get him there, but what what concerned me was the work ethic. Yes. Because once you get into the show, Whoa. you still got a lot of work to do and you still need to be a good company member and somebody who Do you know what I mean? Right. Like so it wasn't me judging the personality or I don't not like that guy all of it. You know what I mean? I like that guy, but like Did he ever get is he ever anywhere? Is he did he
0: ever do anything?
1: Uh, not that I know of.
0: Well, well. Uh, okay, I not rest my I case. Of, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, tell us then. Uh, obviously, the name of your book.
1: So the name of the book is "From Craft to Career: to Korea. A Casting Director's Guide for the Actor."
0: From craft to career. A
1: casting director's guide wow. for the actor.
0: I mean, I, I I went through it. I I just thought it was terrific, and and we Thank can get you. it on Amazon.
1: Yeah, you can get it on Amazon. Um, you can get it at Bloomsbury.com. Bloomsbury is our publisher, um, and I will be able to say soon where it'll be stocked, like in brick or mortar brick and mortar stores. Oh, great! As well, yeah. And what are you doing right now? You're casting company. Yeah, so I'm working on the national tour of Company, and I am doing some replacements in the national tour of Ain't Too Proud, mm. the musical. And, uh, I'm about to open the Who's Tommy at the Goodman, uh, in Chicago. And we, on Broadway, we have, um, Danson that's just about to open, Bad Cinderella that's just about to open, Phantom, which is just about to close, which makes me really sad. Wow. Um, but I had a good run, you know, 34 years, had a good run. Wow. Um, and, uh, yeah, what else do we have? Um, we have Aladdin and Back to the Future will open soon. We have six. You are busy, and I'm trying, trying, just like you know, got to keep the roof over my head. So
0: do you? These are I just started to remember things before we tell me. End tell this. me, actors always tell me, you know, am I, Chaz? I want to send a casting director an email. When do you know when you're a pain in the ass? I go. I go, I don't, I don't know. When do, could they send you an email? Hey, it was great auditioning for you and do it once. When do yeah. they know they're overdoing it?
1: Um, I think different casting directors, unfortunately, like and respond to different ways. Right. I will say that what's hardest is to continue doing it. Everybody's like really gung-ho like the first year. For me, it's every couple of months. Because, right. okay. because you know what happens is that It's like, oh yeah, garbage or hit the delete button. Oh yeah, garbage or hit the, uh, oh yeah. Now it's six months later and I'm like, I'm so glad that person just wrote me because now I've got something for them. Now I got to like stick a post-it in that folder and remember that I want to bring that person in. But like, I need help, right? Like I'm only one person. So if you're staying at the forefront of my brain that's kind of like what you're supposed to be doing. If you're not working as an actor, then your job is to audition. Your job is to interview. Your job is to stay in touch with the people who can help employ you.
0: I mean, knocking on your door, coming to your office, that might be too much. No, nah, not nah. a good idea. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. You know, I've heard actors walk into a, a casting. No, I want to be seen. Or, no, I could. No, too much.
1: Yeah, because we're busy. You know what I mean? And there's so many actors, and it's not like, oh, I'm so fancy. I don't want you to like knock on my door. You cannot enter this realm. It's not about that. It's just about we have jobs to do, you know? And there are ways for you to do your job, which aren't annoying. It's just you advocating for yourself. And we know that you need to do that and you should do that. We have great respect for people who do this.
0: Right. Could someone come to the office and give something to the assistant and say, would you give this to Mary? I know that's Uh, pushing it. That's pushing it.
1: It is a little bit. Now, no.
0: you you where are you uh you work for uh, Rubin? So R- I
1: I work with Tara Rubin Tara Casting. Rubin. Yep. Yep. I'm a senior casting director there. Um we have a small office now in the theater district, Our We gave up our office um our brick and mortar office right. during the pandemic. I think that that will probably change within the next little bit. Um right. but you know, mostly we're in the studios anyway at auditions. It's you think
0: odd. you think it'll ever go back to actors coming in or this is it?
1: No, I think it's already gone back to actors coming in.
0: Instead of the tapes? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great news.
1: Yeah, we're doing everything in person now. Sometimes, you know, we get to cast our nets very wide. I don't have to stay in New York or L.A. because I get to watch self-tapes from somebody in, you know, Iowa. And that's a great thing. But nobody's really booking strictly from self-tape. I mean, film and television is a little bit different. But for theater, I need to see in the room. The last thing I have to ask you... I know, I can see your wheel spinning, yeah, so I'm a little the afraid. The last thing I
0: have to ask you... No, no. Is I always have these actors who say to me... They'll say after you know, I'm teaching the class, they'll say, yeah, I had an audition. She said it was great. And I always say... They say that to everybody. Don't let that... Am I, I mean, what are you going to say? When someone does, somebody you go, great job. I mean, they actors, they hang onto every word. Yeah. They go, no, no. She said to me, the casting director... I'll be seeing you again. So I got a feeling that I'm going to get a call back. I go, listen to me. You're setting yourself up to be disappointed, you know, or keep the script. Oh my God, anything. But isn't it true they should just forget about it, walk out of the room, and concern yourself with an excellent edition?
1: If you can. If you, you know, can. if you can to to listen, like it's it's hard. I, it's I understand hard, right? that. But yeah, it's like any job interview. You go in, you do your job to the best of your ability, and you leave and you go on and about it. your business. I'm not gonna actually say to people and forget it. It's hard. You yeah. you invest yourself, right. in, you know.
0: And if you have to call, it's bad news. It's bad news. <laughs> if you have to call your agent and say anything happened with that part, it's bad news.
1: Well, I'm just going to say, like, no news is your answer, really. No news you is know? your answer. But yes. listen, you know this better than anyone from yeah. doing a Bronx Tale. You, you lay those pictures out on the table, right, at the end of the day? Yeah. And you move them around, and it's like, hold on a second. What about this person from three weeks ago who we didn't even bring to the finals? Right. Now, with this situation here, maybe they're more right for it. Yes. That's why I never give anybody feedback until opening night. Because what if I'm calling you, like, what if I say, no, not going to happen. We're just going to go a different way. But three weeks later, we're back We're back to you. So if the
0: agent calls and says, can I get some feedback, what do you say?
1: Um, I'll often give feedback and say, like, you know, honestly, nothing he could have done better or differently. We went this way for these reasons. Right. Or, right. or he wasn't prepared. Or, or you'll say didn't. that. You'll say that. He wasn't prepared. I will. Yeah. I think that's great. I will. Because if somebody I won't I won't say it if if I don't think somebody's talented. But I will say it if I think somebody's got real potential and did something in that room that they could actually fix.
0: Wow. Mary, this has been really you've you've answered so many questions I'm that so actors glad. actors are going to love this. Now, in fact, you got the source the book, The Craft, Yeah, The Craft to the Career. From Craft to Career. From Craft to Career by Mary Sugarman. Here she is. This is it. This is the Bible. Michael Sherliff was the Bible in the 70s. This is the Bible now.
1: You're awesome. No, it's true. It's
0: really great. You can get it on Amazon. Yeah, and, and um, Amazon
1: or at Bloomsbury. Yep. Bloomsbury. Right so now.
0: Any actor, writer, director, producer, if you want to learn a little bit more about it, You don't have to call me or email me. You can tell her. Yeah, you can get all the casting secrets. Yes, you can get all the casting secrets. Uh, This has been a great show. Mary, I want to thank you so much. Uh, I I loved it. Don't forget, you want to see my show, ChazPamateri.net. And uh, I think my next show, yes, I'll be at the uh, uh, Atlantic City, April 1st, at the Ocean Casino. That's the big one there. I okay. saw you in Atlantic City. You saw me in Atlantic City. I sure did. You saw the one-man show. I did. Wouldn't right. have that's missed right. it. You wouldn't have missed it. My God, I'm still doing it 34 <laughs> years later.
1: <laughs> I would have given you a total callback from that. You would have called me yeah, back from I that. I would have. You know yeah. who said something about it? I saw something in you.
0: You Thank you. I did. Peter Guba said the most wonderful thing to me. When he saw the show, he said, Chaz, that is the greatest audition and the greatest pitch for a movie I ever saw. Right. That's what he said. Yeah. He and was right. He no was props right. used either. What's that? No, no props. props. No props. Yeah. No props. <laughs> no, you, look, from uh, I, I, I love the book. I think it's great. I think actors are going to love it. I think people are going to love it. And I wish you much success.
1: I'm so grateful that you had me. Thank God you. God bless.
0: Yeah. All right, next week, 11 o'clock, Monday.